0: We could use your help keeping the Omaha History podcast going. Please consider becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Go to Patreon.com/Omaha. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. It'll help pay the light bill. Welcome to the North Omaha History podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. Reed's Ice Cream was a popular business that opened at Omaha in 1930 and operated into the early 60s. Their signature bungalows were strategically spread throughout the community and heavily anchored in several North Omaha neighborhoods. So, uh, Adam, what happened to Reed's Ice Cream? Maybe it's the delicious taste of an ice cream cone on a hot summer day or The memory of carrying a beautiful banana split home or a packed half pint of ice cream to share with your family. But somewhere along the way, Reed's ice cream stopped being as popular and important to people as it was in its heyday. But before I tell you exactly why the store shut down, let's take a look at how it started up in the first place. The story of Reed's ice cream actually goes all the way back to 1901 in Des Moines, There was a guy named John Reed who started making ice cream from a special formula that year. You know, ice cream wasn't that popular at that point. It was delicious and it was well known. It just wasn't very available because of the uh, reality of refrigeration at the turn of the century. You see, refrigeration wasn't popular yet. People were still keeping stuff cold in their backyard in an ice house, or maybe they might have had an ice box, a metal ice box that went into their kitchen. but. The reality of packing ice cream and keeping it for a day, a week, or a month at a time, that just wasn't a thing. So J.D. Reed starts this ice cream company in Des Moines in 1901. And in 1929, his son, Claude, came to Omaha to open up the Reed's ice cream stores here. Claude built 10 bungalows around town and opened them all up at once. He filled the stands with workers and he made it go. And it actually worked. Claude was offering pack, pre-packaged ice cream. And that wasn't happening in Omaha at that time in 1930. It just hadn't caught on. There were a couple of other ice cream stands, but it took about three or four years before Claude could really make a profit in his market. But when he did start making that profit, Steve, the money poured in. If you can imagine, all around Omaha, there were, there were 63 different reeds outlets at one point. Imagine that one brand with 63 different outlets around the tiny city of Omaha. Remember back then in 1930, Omaha really didn't go past 72nd Street, it didn't go north of Florence, and it didn't go south of South Omaha. I mean, Omaha was pretty compact for a very long time. So, to have 63 outlets all around town, the majority of these outlets were put into little tiny white dollhouses. I mean, literally, Steve, these little shacks were like ten by ten and that was it. They were on the outside, they had white siding, green trim, uh cedar shakes all across the top, and they were just cute little things with lace curtains all the way around. Reed's ice cream sold tubes of ice cream wrapped in parchment, each a standard size and with the same flavor and consistency, in each of those fifty-three stands. And when they did that, as they did that, they just made more and more and more money. And memories were made all around the community. They did this and, and Claude Reed made this work with a manufacturing system that was super unique for the city at that time. He built a factory on the Northwest corner of 24th and work right in the middle of Coots Place neighborhood, right in the middle of North Omaha community. And uh, this, this, this factory piped out the ice cream, put it all into these standard sizes and shapes and flavors and then sent it out to the original early bungalows in North Omaha that were at military and Decatur, 40th and Cass, 36th and Meredith, 30th and Reed, 16th and Wart, 24th and Brown and 31st and Cumming. And those little bungalows, along with some in the South Side and some in the central part of the city. Wow. They just took off. The ice cream was made in small batches, had simple recipes. They had a huge variety of these fancy flavors to choose from. They had a unique production that made sure that quality and sanitation was held to the highest standards. And at the end of the day, their ice cream cost as much as, quote, average ice cream from another shop. By 1933, that cost was just 55 cents for a gallon of ice cream and a pint for just 17 cents. Woo-wee. Can you imagine that delicious flavor, the strawberry, the cherry, the cherry nut, they called it, black walnut and, and vanilla, all of them just delicious. Well, Reed's grew and grew and kept building stands all around the city. Eventually, along with the ones that I mentioned already, there were several on 30th Street. There were a whole bunch on Coming. There were a couple on Florence Boulevard on Ames Avenue, uh, uh, three on military alone. There was even one in East Omaha um, at 21st East Locust and another one on Carter Lake Boulevard. I mean, there were these stands all around North Omaha, as far as you could see. Each stand was built in the front yard of an existing house. So this way, Reed's really avoided, uh, you know, managing all of these physical places beyond building the stand and maintaining it. The electricity came from the house, the, the you know, whatever the workers needed. They were actually the people who owned the houses the majority of the time. So Reed had all of these women uh, working in the stands who owned or rented the houses right behind the stand. And it turned out to be a great racket. I mean, it really, really worked. In 1935, Claude started franchising the bungalows. And as franchises, the owners built their own stands and they were responsible for maintaining the building. So the stands blew up and went from those 10 original ones to 23. A really cool thing happened for the franchise in the early 50s, and Reed's pivoted again. Uh, They pivoted by opening these new shops. The idea of these ice cream shops was that they would have uh, several flavors in stock and be able to sell bigger uh, and greater amounts of ice cream, including half-gallon boxes and all kinds of new flavors and, and just deliciousness happening. They were also really popular for selling clown sundaes, banana splits, and other kind of delectables that weren't in the bungalows or in the stores. So Reed's was growing and growing. By 1955, they advertised 11 flavors, vanilla, chocolate, black walnut, butter brickle, double chocolate almond, butterscotch cluster, peppermint stick, Dutch apple, cherry nut, and pumpkin. At their peak in the 1950s, Claude Reed estimated the company sold 40%. Of all the ice cream in Omaha, 40% of all the ice cream in Omaha uh, came from one of Reed's 63 outlets around the city. Now, it wasn't all sweet deliciousness, though. And and one of the real big challenges uh, facing Claude Reed and Reed's ice cream was that they practiced overt racism in their business. Jim Crow rules said that African-Americans were allowed to buy ice cream there. They could spend their money all they want. But Reed's was determined to never hire an African-American to work in his stands. So in 1953, the Depore's Club, one of the premier and early civil rights organizations in Omaha, led by students from Creighton University and high schools around the city, the Depore's Club began boycotting Reed's Ice Cream, demanding that they hire African-Americans, not not in a token way, but actually in a real way, after 20 years of segregation, though, this was super hard for Claude Reed. Surely he was a white supremacist who took on all of the biggest issues of his day in the most hateful and hurtful of ways, being so happy to take money from people but not hire them to work in his booth. Well, regardless, with regular protests and picketing throughout the entire year of 1953, Reed started to feel the pressure and at the end of the year stopped its racist hiring and they hired. One African American to work in one booth. And the Pois Club backed off. And Reeds continued. That said, it was never the same. By 1959, the business was getting squished. There were supermarkets uh, cutting into the business by offering one-stop shopping for all foods, including ice cream, and they were able to undercut Reeds' prices uh, in his booths and stands. So that was super challenging. Reeds looked at uh selling sandwiches as well as ice cream and tried to expand his business, but it just wasn't built to last. And by the early 1960s, the ice cream business melted. So Reed's closed. Another company bought their plant on North 24th street and the Reed's ice cream name was gone from North Omaha by the end of 59. So the reality is that today there are ice cream stores all around Omaha. And, you know, even for a long time after Reed's, you know, we had names like Goodrich and, Uh, a lot of others that really operated good ice cream stands but their original take their original space and maybe the most popular brand of ice cream ever in omaha belonged to one company at one time for more than 20 years and that was reeds ice cream thanks for listening to the north omaha history podcast with noted author and historian adam fletcher sassy join us next week as adam takes you on another guided tour through omaha's dynamic past